2 has entered the podcast. Welcome, welcome back, people, to Player 2 has entered the podcast. I am your co-host, Michael Peterson, a.k.a. MC Paperstacks. And unfortunately, my co-host with the co-most, Derek Murkison, a.k.a. Merkman, a.k.a. Mercosaurus Rex, a.k.a. Mercaroni and Cheese, is out today due to a family emergency. But to fill in his giant shoes, I do have a good friend of mine, also my cousin from California, Michael Williams. Michael, say hello to the people. Hey, how's it going? I wish I had that many names. <laughs> I'm feeling left out. They've been tacked on over time. I think one of my other cousins actually recommended macaroni and cheese, and it's stu- it stuck. <laughs> stuck to the ribs like some actual macaroni. Gotcha. So I, I got to earn it. <laughs> I'm not even sure if I've earned it, to be honest. So, yeah, happy to have you on the show. I really appreciate you taking the time out. I yeah, know no problem. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, yeah. I know you've listened to a few episodes. You know how we do things. So let me ask you, man, how's your week going? What's going on with you? Oh, it's good. Just mostly been working, been trying to find, you know, gaming deals wherever I can find them. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of staying inside. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of uneventful things happening since March, pretty much. Yeah, uh, I feel you yeah. on that. I feel you on that. What do you do for a living? So I recently got a job at an animation studio called Titmouse Inc. They do stuff for Adult Swim, Fox, Cartoon Network, a couple indie games into Indivisible. Uh, so yeah, they do like a bunch of animation stuff, and I'm working on a show called Bless the Hearts. It's on Fox. I'm a PA, and I'm working from home, so I got like two computers <laughs> that I'm working from at any given time, and it's 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 been fun. Okay, and and, yeah. and PA, well, sound that out for me. What, what's that stand for? Uh, production assistant. Production assistant. Okay. Yeah. I thought, but I didn't want to say it and then sound dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know all the jargon. All I know is that when you want to sweeten something, that's an industry term for add sugar to. Absolutely. So you got to sweeten the deal, sweeten the script. You know it. <laughs> do yes, you do any, any writing or animating, or is it just purely – I mean, what do you do as a production assistant, essentially? Yeah, so basically I just export stuff and take notes during meetings. So they'll do meetings like of animatics, which are basically – stills of the actual episode before mm-hmm. it's fully animated so it's just drawn in black and white and mm-hmm. there's basically the storyboards and i just take notes on what they're editing what they're changing what they're adding and send it off to them and just make sure everyone has like the proper materials they need and stuff like that and it's been it's been really uh, really cool to get hands-on with like an official network show and just kind of see everything firsthand it's been really dope yeah it sounds like yeah. you're keeping it organized now i know you are a writer and have you done any animation in the past? Or I know you've done art, but like... Yeah, no, I, I can't animate <laughs> or draw. Yeah, I, I just I just write for animation and webcomics occasionally. Cool. But yeah, I, I would like to learn how to draw a little bit. I'm not really trying to be an artist, quote-unquote, TM. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's like my vibe. That's like what I like to write for because that's just I just feel like it's so freeing, liberating because there's no real limits. And that's just kind of... The stuff I like, so. Right on, right on. I've dabbled in a little yeah. bit of writing in the past couple of years myself. It's mainly oh, nice. been uh, articles, editorials, reviews of games, stuff like that. I did a uh, fun project where I wrote Yelp reviews for all the taverns in Skyrim. <laughs> in the, <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, and the mindset of like all the denizens of Skyrim. I should post that up somewhere sometime. But um. That's great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun and, you know, just top 10, 10 stuff like that. Most of the writing I did for, I, I run a gaming community at my job. 
Mm-hmm. It's getting really big. Like it's only a few years old, but I think there's already over 500 members uh, oh, in, in nice. the actual community. So yeah, it's a. And I do a podcast for them too. So it's a nice, sizable audience. Got to keep it clean though. Make sure it's uh, corporate friendly, of course. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you know, it's still it's it's fun to engage with other people. You know, within the love of gaming, there's a lot of people that range from like I'm into jigsaw puzzles to I like mobile right. games to board games are my thing. And so I'm also kind of. You know, getting in that Venn diagram of the crossover we all have, you know, in, in this in this thing we call nerd culture. Of course. So. Yeah, it's, it's it's expanding. Well, yeah, not a ton happened with me either. I mean, ah, oh, man, this corona, y'all. It won't the let Rona's... The corona's real. So real, yep. in fact. Did you hear that it got Batman recently? It, it did, which is kind of almost really good writing because bats, but... Oh yeah. So I appreciate the universe. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate the universe keeping it really, uh, really consistent and thematic. Yeah. At the very least, but yeah, I never not put great. two or two together. Yeah, three days back on production for Robert Pattinson, and then boom, Corona. Yeah, I think so... maybe we should just maybe not film stuff right now if we can. I mean, I know it's hard, easier said than done. You know, we got budgets and timelines and stuff, but yeah, I don't it's... know. Maybe hold off a little bit. It's tough. It. I think this is really exposing the bad setup that we have for essential yeah. workers and people who go paycheck to paycheck. It's also really exposing that bigger businesses, the ones that sign the checks and have you know the means to put on productions like this, mm-hmm. rather than hold off, you know, take the L, even though they're all going to still be insanely rich, and maybe just adjust, start putting stuff out you know, like on a smaller scale or, you know, streaming. No, they're just like, no, you should come back and everything's fine. And don't you love the theater? And won't you die for us? <laughs> right. It's just been insane to see like how hard people are hanging on to capitalism and not helping each other out. Yeah. So what are you going to do? The Rock got the Rona too, his whole family? I know. I think they're recovered now, which is good. Oh, that's good. I believe. I'm glad to hear that. I believe. Don't quote me on that. Well, I feel like I it can't take down the Rock, but I don't know how robust his family is. You know. Yeah, I don't, just... I don't know what he's cooking these days, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, what what, what kind of kids does the Rock cook? We don't know. You know? <laughs> but I'm I'm glad to hear that they're all doing well. That's great. Yeah. I ain't trying to catch that shit. I, I mean, no. there's so much misinformation out there. Thank you, government. That I don't even know like what the lasting. I mean. When you catch it, do you ever really truly get over it? Are there lingering effects? Like, do you, you know, is this something you can completely get rid of? Yeah, I think I've they're heard... still looking into that. Yeah, I've heard I think so much you're bullshit, more immune, but I don't know if you're fully immune. I think they studied on uh, macaque monkeys mm-hmm. or whatever, and the antibodies like fought harder or something like that. I don't know. Don't, I'm not a scientist. But <laughs> yeah, it was like they had less symptoms or something. So I think they're still looking into it, but. I don't think there's any real guarantee with anything yet. Yeah, it sucks. Derek was actually going to come over so we could do the podcast in person for the first time since our first episode. Oh, well. And we've hung out, his family and mine, once before. Like, we both kind of buckled down for the couple weeks prior and then got a cabin and just kind of hung out, you know, just to get some human interaction, for God's sake. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and... But then I was starting to second when I heard about Robert Pattinson getting in, I'm like, I was just out there raging. It's just waiting on us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I have some friends that are treating it seriously like me and we're kind of cautiously like, should we hang out? And like my wife had one of her childhood friends over, but they just hung out outside the entire time. Right. It, like she didn't step foot in the house. And I was just like, all right, well, I, you know, I get it. So yeah. but at the same time, I'm craving human interaction. Oh my God. One of my friends was on my stream earlier in the week and they're like, Hey, do you 
want to try to like buckle down for a week and then maybe get together for a day and bike ride? I was like, yes, please, God, yes, come over. Can we hug? <laughs> I just need, I just need a hug. What's a hug? I, I don't know. Not, not familiar. <laughs> I mean, luckily I got my family. Like I, I'm luckier than most that me and my wife can work from home and I got my young child. Mm-hmm. All of us get along. Cause that's gotta that's be great. rough. You're locked in with your family and you don't like them. God, if I was oh, locked man. in with my family, I grew up with when I was a kid. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> that yeah. Yeah. I, I'm pretty lucky too. My roommate, we're best friends. We've been best friends for years and we have no issues and we're both on the same wavelength as far as taking it seriously. That's and so good. like, we literally like clean as many groceries as we can. If we, if possible, then anything else, we just leave it sitting in a little corner to avoid any surface to face issues if we can and like any packages we get we just we let the cardboard sit if we need to unless we absolutely need to open it and then we just open it up and then wash our hands and we're super on point but i know a couple of people that are living with people that are not taking it seriously and Mm -hmm. just having people over just chilling or going other people's houses like someone had someone they were living with went to a party for a baby that was turning a month old <laughs> and i'm oh like god do we need to have a party for this right now is now the time for a month are you going to do this every month like the two-month party the three-month party like what is going on yeah you see so how I, selfish I feel crazy. people are no you're not crazy you see how selfish people are when they have events come up and they just can't help themselves they'd rather risk yeah. the lives of their loved ones rather than just take the loss like my birthday is yeah. coming up next month. I'm not having a party. I'm not. A, yeah. I'm not going out. Like I'm. I'm gonna take the loss on social interaction. On my birthday this year. But people are like, yeah, like you said, they're having christenings and weddings yep. and this and that and the other. And look at my new baby. Man, there yeah. wasn't even no Rona when Ben was born. But the first three months, I was like, get away from my tiny baby. I don't want you around with your <laughs> sick, gross hands. So, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't understand like having a party with a baby that young because they're really prone to sickness. You know. Yeah, especially for such an arbitrary event. He's turning a month. He's not even Ooh, yeah, not even like, a year. I mean, at least make it something substantial. You're going to take a risk. I know, man. Put a bunch of fucking pictures on Facebook and move on with your life. What do you doing? <laughs> yeah, something. Oh, man, I don't get that at all. Uh, and have you ever taken care of a sick baby? Uh, I have not. I've it never is, taken care of a baby. Though, I mean, it's easy to imagine. Imagine taking care of a sick baby. A baby who is sick, does not feel good, does not understand why they don't feel good, and does not understand why you're trying to shove crap down their throat so they won't die. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, no perception. I have vivid memories of, like, having to, like, strong arm my son, like, hold him down, like, his mm-hmm. head and his body with, you know, either of my arms, and flex so he doesn't move. Well, my wife leans over him and shoves medicine down his throat because he didn't want to take it because he didn't he was sick. Like when he got sick, he didn't want to drink, he didn't want to eat. So, you know, one of the things that happens to you, especially when you got the flu or whatever, you know, you get dehydrated. And luckily now his little baby brain's working and he speaks English and I can talk to him and he understands like medicine's good, it makes you feel better. You wanna drink fluids or you're gonna feel worse. Like mm-hmm. I can reason with him, but you can't reason with a young child when they're sick. It is the worst. No. Nope. I remember being there. I remember being that sick child, and it, it was not. It, it, it felt like the end of the world. So there's just no reasoning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I said, I got a whole lot going on. I did get a new chair. Very nice. So, yeah, a new gaming chair, so I can sit at my desk, feel comfortable. Got my lumbar support here. Ooh, treat yourself. Treat yourself with a new. Well, actually, I did treat myself. Sort of. My job bought the chair. Oh, yeah. treat treat your your job. Treat you. Whatever. I can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't think of it. Yeah. Treat me job. Now, treat even better. Me job, daddy. Do it. 
<laughs> so not to go too much into it, but we're all working from home. So they gave us kind of a work from home allowance to augment our home office. Mm. And the chair I had was fine. But, you know, the money was there. My boss, he reminded me, like, hey, this money expires August 31st, you know, so you want to spend, right. you probably want to spend it. And I was like, yeah, I do, don't I? So I, I got online and looked up the nicest chair, and I was like, this one. And I got myself an overly expensive chair that I never would have bought for myself. So, Very uh, nice. Yeah, I'm enjoying Proud it. of you. Thank you. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, recently, and I think this kind of thought process started when we did the spoiler cast for Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mm. Have, you, have you had a chance to play that? I did, I did. Yeah, I beat it like probably within a week it came out or so because I was like right, like prime pandemic or so. So I was just right. doing nothing but Animal Crossing and then Final Fantasy came just, out. I was like, okay, this is my life now. And then that was Balls it. deep in the pandemic, definitely. Did you get a chance to listen to our spoiler cast for it? I did not, know. Okay, you should check that out, one. But two, while we were doing the spoiler cast, we talked about our Final Fantasy fandom, as it were, in which mm-hmm. games we played, and I realized I have not beat three, four, five, or six. And four and I know four and six seems especially egregious. And so I was like, why haven't I beat these games? I think it was just me starting them too far after them coming out, and it just not clicking for me. But I know there's mm-hmm. a good story in there if I could get going. And then I thought about, you know, what they've done with recent Final Fantasies, which I don't need this to be done for them because I love them that much, but it's it's still nice to have it. You know, mm-hmm. for 7, 8, and 9, you got boosters, and you got, like, you can fast-forward the game. And I thought, couldn't I do something like that for 3, 4, 5, and 6? I mean, they don't officially have that, but there's emulation, right? There is emulation. So what I did is, Uh-oh. even though I have the DS copy of Final Fantasy III, and I could totally play it legitly if I wanted to, so don't sue me, <laughs> I, I put it on the ROM on my phone, and then I modded it so I gained four times the experience points so I wouldn't have to grind, and I added a fast-forward feature so I could make, because I don't know if you've ever played Final Fantasy III, like the, the DS release, which is like the first time no. you got to play it. it I mean, it's got kind of like Final Fantasy IX-style graphics. They're a little chibi. But it's extremely slow. The battle animations, selecting, confirming, like it's really slow. So that has been helping tremendously. And I've actually been kind of getting through it. So it's not something I'm like really focusing on, but it's on my phone. So a few minutes before bed, in between emails, while I'm on the can, whatever, whatever. I'm playing Final Fantasy (laughs) (laughs) III. The idea is I'll finish that. I'll go to four, then on and so on and so on. And I'll mod each one to allow me a little bit of a smoother gameplay experience. And hopefully that'll help me finally get through them, and then I'll have those stories under my belt and feel a little bit more like a fan, if that makes sense. Yeah, I uh, have, a, have a confession. I might lose my gamer card for this one, so oh, I apologize. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I just literally, like, I think maybe a month ago or so, beat Final Fantasy VII for the first time. The original one? The original Final Fantasy VII, Did yeah. Did you play that I, or before? The I, play, I started... Yeah, well, I started playing it, and then I got way past Midgar. I think I got to Cosmo, like past Cosmo Canyon or so. Good, okay. And then around there, that's when I picked up the remake, and then I went back to the original and went through it. And I've only played seven, seven remake and fifteen. Okay, this is the only ones I've ever played. <laughs> so you weren't big on Final right. Fantasy coming up. That wasn't your jam. I, 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 mean, I, I always kid, wanted right? to. Yeah, well, I was mostly Nintendo kid. I mean, I loved. Kingdom Hearts, obviously, and that was actually my first introduction to Final Fantasy. Nice. Yeah, which very weird introduction with Extremely. Donald and Goofy Final Extremely. Fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, I actually just made a tweet today. I was like, I wish I grew up with Final Fantasy first, so Kingdom Hearts as a concept would have actually affected me psychologically. Like, wait, what is going on? Oh, and it but now because it. I grew up with it, it's yeah. it's just kind of accepted. Mm-hmm. But it's actually wild. I feel like we don't talk enough about how wild it is that Donald and Goofy know Cloud. Like, that's really <laughs> that's really that's weird crazy. to me. Yeah. yeah, so those are the only three I've actually gone through. I've always wanted to try the other Final Fantasy games. Like, I heard 9 is great. I heard 10 is amazing. Mm-hmm. And obviously the older ones, but I'll have to get to them eventually later on. But I, I noticed seven. There's like a, I, I see why it was regarded as this revolutionary classic that it was mm-hmm. when it came out in '97. But there's just like going back to it. There's so many things design-wise that just I feel like don't work. Like there's a lot of stuff they really don't explain, and not in the like on purpose kind of way, but on the <laughs> eh, figure it out whatever kind of way. And that like definitely threw me off. Like there's stuff that I had to look up. Yeah. Which I, and I'm like super anti looking up stuff. Like I really hate doing that the majority of the time, but there was stuff where I was just like, I don't understand this. <laughs> and I feel like I wasn't given the tools to understand this. Yeah. Like the Yuffie thing. Yeah. Like, Oh, how the, to, no, yeah. Cause you can play through the whole game yeah. and not ever get Yuffie or Vincent. Yep. Yep. I had no idea. And the method of getting her is totally, if you're a first time player is random. You just yeah. have to, First off, you have to find her in a forest. Like, that's fine. Okay, fine. Then you have to beat her. And then they give you a save point. But if you use the save point, she disappears. Right. So you would, you're conditioned to use the save point. Why would you not use it? So then you have to know not to use that. And then you have to answer all her questions correctly. And there's no indication about what's the right answer. It seems completely random. So you're basically guessing oh, yeah. the whole time. So I was like, I'm just going to look this up because otherwise I'm just guessing. There's no point in me trying to figure it out randomly and have her take all my stuff <laughs> yeah michael i so. don't think there is a single final fantasy fan out there that would hold that against you and <laughs> well i appreciate that looked it up to be honest yeah now i'll tell you nowadays i don't mind looking up a guide even if it's my first time depending on the type mm-hmm. of game although most of the time i do like to do it guideless because it just it feels better smoother you can right get to the game back when final fantasy 7 8 9 were a thing back in that round around that time i had a rule where I would play through a game once without a guide, and then I would play through it again with the guide and really mm-hmm. kind of open it up. And I had the time to do that because, and we were just talking about this not too long ago. I don't know if it was on the actual pod or prior, but you're young. You can't really afford that many games, right? So, and, and, yeah. and back, God, back in the 90s, not that many games came out that you wanted to play or that you knew about or were advertised. Like, it wasn't that big of an industry yet, right? Mm-hmm. There might have been, if I was lucky, I would get four games that I wanted to play in a single year, but usually it was like one or two, you know? So yeah. my mode of gaming was just playing the same game over and over and over again. And I mean, I must have beat Final Fantasy seven, VII, eight, and nine, like at least 10 times each most likely more crazy but just yeah going back through and trying different things and then the guides help open up things that i may have missed or different alternate strategies like i never would have known that in order to get a secret sword excalibur 2 i had to get almost all the way to the end of final fantasy 9 in under like 12 hours or something dumb what yeah yeah (laughs) that's insane it was basically a speed run gift (laughs) that's crazy Yeah, and I never got that sword even back when I was being it multiple times because I could never bring myself to blast past all the extra stuff in that game. So I didn't get Excalibur 2 until they re-released it on PS4. And then by then it was it was a cakewalk because you could put all your boosters on and just boom, go straight to the end of the game. So I, I jumped straight to the end, grabbed the sword, went, wow, I have the sword now, cool. 
and then restarted it and played it regular. <laughs> <laughs> After all that. <laughs> After all that. Got my trophy and I moved on. I haven't platinumed Final Fantasy IX because I'm, I'm stuck on one last trophy. You have to kill 10,000 enemies. Oof. Yeah, and I don't care what RPG you play. Like, I don't think, I don't, because some people are like, oh, that's easy. You could do it re- regular game. No, you can't. No, you can't. I don't think people understand how uh, 10,000 is. Especially yeah. in a turn-based RPG where you get like one, two, four enemies per battle. And yeah, that's time, turn-based RPG now. Yeah, no even way. with fast-forwarding, like, I've slowly been grinding at it the past however long I've had this game. I'll just kind of kick it on and listen to a podcast or something and kill a few hundred enemies and there's no indication how close i am i have no idea they don't track it it sucks i it's like one of my least favorite trophies but i like deep inside i like if this is my favorite final fan because nine is my favorite final fantasy of all time Mm -hmm. it was my favorite game of all time for the longest oh wow so I, i i feel like i owe it to myself to platinum this game so i'm gonna do it even though i think that trophy is bullshit yeah, it's such an arbitrary trophy because you're not really necessarily doing anything challenging. It's just tedious and time-consuming. Yeah, but you know, if you if you go to like the easiest plane, you know, beginning of the game, you're just sweeping through enemies. You're just doing it endlessly until you hit ten thousand. That doesn't sound super satisfying. Yeah, long before you get to ten thousand, it stops being fun, and you've already yeah. done everything else. Because obviously, it's one of those trophies you don't go after immediately. You're like, well, mm-hmm. I'll have to, you know, kind of go towards that as I progress through the game. But man, oh man, oh man. I mean, I've done everything else. I've defeated the secret bosses, and I've done all the side quests. And uh, some of the trophies make sense. Like, there's one where you have to, like, there's like a, a jump rope mini game you do with VV, and you have to jump 200 times in a row. That's really hard, but I did it. And that one felt like skill based, you know? Like, I could mm-hmm. do it quickly if I could do it correctly. It's very hard. Right. But yeah, just, there's like the card game. I don't know. But yeah, if, if you're going to get into Final Fantasy and you ever have the time, I think for you, especially since you're jumping in so much later, it would be great and it would really be cool to hear your opinion if you could play 8 and 9. Because I, yeah. I think they're great, but then again, I'm viewing them with rose-tended nostalgia glasses. Right. However, I do think that 10 is worthwhile, even so. I think it really does hold up. Yeah, I looked into 8 and 9. What's that? Yeah, I looked. I looked into eight and nine after I beat seven, and I'm I'm obviously like you know familiar because I'm a huge Kingdom Hearts fan, so I'm familiar with you know Squall and yeah. uh, for ten like she's called Selfie T- and Titus, uh, yeah. yeah, or Selfie's uh, eight, sorry, yeah, Titus um, yeah, Waka, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm relatively familiar, but I have no idea what the stories are for those. So De- definitely want to check them out eventually, but just RPGs taking up time, <laughs> it's so I hard. You. I feel you. I definitely do. Yeah. I've been watching Umbrella Academy. Have you seen that show on Netflix? No, I haven't. I've heard, heard good things? Yeah. Question mark? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much it. Good things, question mark? <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. I'm, I'm well into season two. I think we got maybe three episodes left. It's just one of those, like, we're superheroes, but we're total misfits type shows and half mm-hmm. the characters you don't like. Or There's some I really like, and there's some I just really can't stand. And they're just constantly chasing after something that feels like it would be easy to solve if they would all get their shit together. <laughs> it's right. so funny. And then you have that one person with the total OP power, but they never use it because the writers couldn't think of a more creative way of why they couldn't just solve all their problems with their power, <laughs> Like, which I hate. The example is there's a woman in the crew that can rumor anything she wants. What I mean is she'll say, I heard a rumor, and then whatever she says to the person will happen. Like, I heard a rumor huh. that you put down your gun and you walked away, and they'll do it, right? It's kind of cool. It's kind of, it's kind of like, uh, what's his name, Kilgrave? Yeah. 
Jesse Jones. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much exactly like Kilgrave, but imagine if a good guy had that power but never wanted to use it because whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, the um, moral quandary about it, or what? What's going on here? Well, that's the funny thing. There is a bit of a, a side plot with a moral quandary. This isn't really a spoiler, but mm-hmm. she ends up losing custody of her kid because the kid wouldn't go to bed, and so she rumored her kid what? into being sleepy. Because the kid wouldn't go to bed, she lost custody of her kid. That's a thing. Well, because she rumored the kid, so her husband oh, was see. like, "Don't use your powers on our kid." And gotcha, got gotcha. Custody. Yeah, Derek and I were talking about it. I'm kind of like, "Yeah, I could see where he's coming from, but why would she lose custody over that?" And he was like, "I'd do it. I can't stand trying to get my kid to go to bed." And I was just like, <laughs> "You know, if my kid gave me a hard time about going to bed, I probably would too. Who knows?" But then again, like we were getting this really. It just depends on how the power works. Like to really yeah. understand. Do you remember having your free will taken away? You know, this is a slippery slope where then all of a sudden you don't let them grow or learn their own, work through their own challenges. You know what I mean? Do they grow yeah. up not being able to, like, know responsibility or, or follow, like, be obedient when they need to be? I, I don't know. It's just, it's such a gray area. But to be like, yeah, I'm just going to take a kid away from you, that just, that seems kind of harsh. Also, yeah, I feel like married, there's something, a lot to explore there, actually. Yeah, I know. If I was married to a woman that could ruin her anything she wanted, I mean, A, I'd do my best not to piss her off because I'm sorry <laughs> she didn't just continue to rumor her way out of that situation. But B, think of the things we could accomplish together. Oh, sounds I heard that, a rumor that's very maniacal. give me a 99% discount on this item, sir. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I could just think about all the stuff, all the stuff that you can get. I heard a rumor, officer, that you did not want to give me a speeding ticket. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a broken power, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the the way they fix it is uh, uh, she doesn't really want to use it. Well, big rip. Yeah. So if you like superhero shows where they're all like, oh, we're superheroes, but we're flawed human beings, check it out, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> Let's see. I think that's everything as far as my week. Uh, what, what you been up to video game wise? What you what have you actually been able to have time to play? Yeah, I'm tr- I'm trying to do Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition on the Switch. Probably I don't know six hours or so, maybe eight ish. Uh, okay, just so hit Garo Plains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very early on. I've never played it before. I wanted to pick it up on Wii, but there was a point where it was just super expensive to buy. Mm-hmm. I was just like, nope, that's not happening. Yeah. So luckily, we got this port. It's really cool. It's very British. <laughs> yep, yep, it's uh, and uh, yeah, I'm 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 digging it so far. They they did some stuff. I won't spoil it in case some people are just now picking it up. But they did some stuff pretty early on. I was like, oh wow, they they went there. They did that thing. Yeah. Well, no, I wasn't no. expecting them to do that thing. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm liking it. I'm trying to get through it. I know it's a really chunky boy, and I don't have chunky time. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> When I'm gonna actually be able to finish it, especially considering, you know, let alone the games I still have not finished that I have in my backlog, but all the games that are coming out in the next couple months or so mm-hmm. that I'm probably gonna to want to prioritize. I don't know, so I'm I'm afraid Xenoblade might end up being one of those games that, especially for RPGs that I pick up and then I try to go back to later, and I'm so lost because it's an RPG and it's really dense. Oh yeah. Uh, worst 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 genre to go back to after you put it down for a while so oh, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see but in particular yeah Xenoblade title oh my god it's big it's big was it like 60 to 100 hours or so something like that 1600 you said 60 to 100 oh 1600 touch it. <laughs> easily over 100 if you want to do all the side stuff uh, right now, yeah i probably won't do all the side stuff i'll probably do some extra stuff here and there i'm not really much of a completionist these days 
That's but I like I to do a little, like little extra stuff. Yeah, just balance. Yeah, I wish I could do that. I, I can't seem to let stuff go. <laughs> if I know there's side quests, i got to mop them up. I don't know what it is about that. And it, it's actually been run-through killers for me because if a game is a little bit too packed and I feel mm-hmm. like I'm being constantly tugged in different directions, then yeah. it be one of the things that just goes, okay, i got to set this down. And like you said, if you walk away from it too long and try to come back, then you're like, well, i got to start this shit over. Right. Um, I actually have the Wii version. I got around it being too expensive by getting the United Arab Emirates edition. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Isn't the that Wii, region locked? It's not region locked. The Wii is not oh, region locked. I thought it was. Weird. Yeah, no. So um, try getting a foreign version of the game as long as it has English. And it did. It had English. So it was just, it was the regular game. It just was a different region. And I got it for mucho cheapo. Nice. So, I think I got it for like 20 bucks, something like that. While it was like running, like you said, for, God, what was it running? Like 80, 100 at one point? Yeah, between 60 and 100, depending. <clears throat> Yeah, which I'm sure the price has kind of stepped back down again now that they have re-released it on the Switch. That's yeah. like the double-edged sword. Like People are like, release Skies of Arcadia for Switch. And I'm like, yeah, that'd be really cool, but also don't because my GameCube copy is worth a lot of money. <laughs> 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 but I mean, I do want more people to be able to play that game. Skies of Arcadia yeah. is a great RPG. I've heard it was great. I have not played it. Oh, Sky Pirated, man. That's an expensive boy. Yeah, it's an expensive boy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Yeah, I ended up, I had a buddy who had a Dreamcast, so all the good Dreamcast titles, I got a chance to nice. either know about or actually play for a little bit, so as soon as them ports came out, I scooped them up. Very so nice. So I got like Grandia 2, which is a terrible port on the PS2, but the HD collection came out, and that was nice. I got, of course, Skies of Arcadia. I actually, a lot of people hated it, but when Shenmue HD came out, I had a good time, <laughs> because I only played Shenmue for a little bit on Dreamcast, but it had already imprinted itself on my brain as such a good time. Yeah, that, you know, by today's standards, it's it's garbage. But I mean, there wouldn't be any Yakuza without Shenmue, That's, right? I firmly believe that. So I was able to actually beat Shenmue for the first time, like I think last year or the year before. I can't remember exactly when it came out. I think it was last year. And uh, wild, I could recognize that it was like busted and old, and what the hell is wrong with this whole like day night cycle and forcing me to have to wait till the next day to continue the story. But mm-hmm. I still had a really good time with it. So I don't I don't recommend it to everybody. Or if I do, I'd recommend it with caveats. I feel like. Sometimes you can go back to a game, and sometimes, unless you play it and it's hey, it's over for you. You're just going to have to admire it from a distance. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I played it for the first time recently for my old gig. I, I would, like, do uh, Facebook streams for this company. Mm-hmm. And it's just a different game. Every uh, there's two days out of the week, it's a different game. I played Shenmue, and it was just it was such an experience that I never thought I would have in a video game. Just I didn't get that far. It was only like a couple hours, yeah. but it was just so... I, I definitely recommend playing it with a group of people. Okay. Just to see the... Just the, how things have aged and just how awkward it feels by today's standards. I definitely 100% recognize that, you know, it was re- revolutionary for the time, oh, for sure. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but right. It's a relic. It's uh... Yeah. That's an interesting angle. Like, hey, everybody, come over and check out this old thing I found. Yeah. <laughs> Let's watch this train wreck called The Room. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> hi, Mark. <laughs> yeah, I, it's like a thing now, but back in the day, the when you had like a game within a game, that was huge. Mm. And it was my first experience being like, what? You can go in this arcade and play Sega games inside this game? Yeah. Shut up. Like, I had never played in-game emulation like that. And then, of course, you had, like, what, Animal Crossing had those Animal Crossing. games. Oh, God, um, I wish they would bring that back. That yeah, was so I, good. I so know, nice. I know. I mean, I, it doesn't, I mean, with the 
virtual console and everything else. It kind of feels a little niche, but that was yeah. so cool. I used an action replay to unlock all same. Of the NES same. games. You know what? You know what's an uh, interesting fun fact about me and Zelda? The first time I beat NES Legend of Zelda, like both the original quest and the master quest, uh, like the mm-hmm. second run through of the game, on Animal Crossing. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. That's why. pretty wild. Yeah, just at the time, that's the copy that I had more readily available. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 a good... Animal Crossing is a great emulator. It's an amazing emulator. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't get more into hacking, maybe put more NES games on there somehow. I mean, you had that, that special memory card that came with it. Maybe there's a way to do it. Yeah, maybe. I never really yeah, I know there's a couple of games that weren't officially released, and you, ha- you had to use Action Replay to get them. I forget which one. Like I think Zelda Mario's was one of them, right? Wasn't Mario's it? Mario's Woods, maybe? I forget. Or... I don't know. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. So Very I good. still have that. So I have the memory card. I got the game, and I can bust Same. it open. And yeah. So a little piece of history there, too. <sighs> okay. So, yeah, Xenoblade, that pretty much it as far as like what you're getting into. It sounds like it because you're. Time. Yeah. Yeah. I I just keep buying games <laughs> and not playing them, mostly just for the shelf or just for, you know, Steam library. I do have. So I just actually, speaking of new furniture, I just bought like a bunch of new shelves mm-hmm. for my room. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now I have a separate, dedicated retro standard def setup. Nice. And then I have, you know, the HD modern setup. And so now I just have like Pokemon Puzzle League in my N64. And if I'm like on a quick break or if there's something I don't need to do right away for work, and I'm just kind of waiting here back from someone, I'll just like pop in Puzzle League, do a few rounds. Uh, if you never played Pokemon Puzzle League, highly recommend it. Uh, it's just Panel de Pond, but with Pokemon. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's. Uh, Really fun, very nostalgic, and definitely probably my f- favorite puzzle game. You got yourself um, a CRT got... for that setup? Yep. Nice. Got a CRT, and I just got, like, one of those switchers, those buttons. So I have, like, okay, channel one, click it, and then that's, like, the N64. And then I was like, ah, I'm going to do the Wii, and then I click six, and then, boom, it's right right, right on the Wii. It's amazing. Yeah, yep. I, I had one of those from way back in the day. Like, I got one that actually is labeled, too, on the front. So there's, like, a little nice. slot that says GameCube, one that says PlayStation, Xbox, and all that. So I used to just press the little button and switch to the AVs. I love those. I was trying to find something similar for um, HDMI because I had a setup where I didn't have enough HDMI, like, inputs mm-hmm. to everything plugged up at once. I couldn't find anything like that, though. Yeah, that's probably harder to get for now, at least. Yeah, for now. Cool. Yeah, you, speaking of N64, God, my white whale with N64, it still remains. And I know that you probably recall this uh, from many years ago uh, during like a Thanksgiving vacation. I still Uh-oh. haven't beat Mystical Ninja. Yes. I don't think I've beaten it either, <laughs> actually. Yeah, game, it's so good. That game has one of the top, coolest walk cycles for their characters I've ever seen. <laughs> like you just it's so good. EB, EBC Maru. EBC Maru. Like the little, the, the chubby ninja. Yeah, yeah. Like you walk, when you walk slow, he just kind of prances around and puts his hands up. And then when you walk a little faster, he just literally starts to skip. And like, <laughs> yeah, then when right, you do the right. crawling, he like, he does the worm along the ground. I'm like, it was so lovingly animated, especially for a six, N64 game. I love that game. Yeah, so charming. I, I remember, I don't know how I got that game as a kid. Uh, it may have been a blockbuster deal. My dad just came with a bunch of games or something. I have no idea where that game came from. But I had it as a kid. I played it a bunch, but I never really got that far. You didn't have. And then I was cards. just, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't have memory card. You need a memory uh, card for that game. That's hard. right. Yeah, exactly. No, we tried to just... beat it that weekend. We left the N64 running. Yep. Like we're gonna get through it, and we couldn't. That's right. It's too damn long. <laughs> it is too damn long. Any, but yeah, has a chance. I mean, 
N64 emulation is a fucking nightmare. Everybody knows it is. It's, it's just rough. But if it ever gets better, that's one of the first things I'm going to. Because I actually have the cart too. I just don't have a classic N64, and they shot up in price. They used to be, you can grab one for like forty bucks, and nowadays N64s seem to go for a lot more. So yeah, it's that time now for N64 and GameCube. There, it's the nostalgia era. So now my generation grew up on those games that have you know spendable income and. Yeah. They're just like, okay, let's get all these games in the pandemic. I don't know if you've seen the pandemic, how that's shot up retro game prices like crazy. Oh yeah, it's been insane. Like, if you want, to, if you want Thousand Year Door, Paper Mario, uh, it's gonna be two hundred dollars. I have a copy of that, luckily. Uh, very lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to de- get all the strats to try to get these collections for cheap from like people who don't really care, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I've been. I've been trying to do some trades online for like Switch lights. I don't know if you guys know about the strats, but yeah, you get like a switch light. Like some people just want to get rid of their old stuff and don't really want to spend money on a switch. So I'm like, hey, I have a switch. If you got some old games you want to get rid of, I'll do a trade. And I actually just did one recently. Very good deal. It's probably like 500 something dollars in value of games mm-hmm. uh, for a $200 switch light. Wow. Um, yeah, it was really, really good. I had Final Fantasy 3 for Super Nintendo, uh, Marvel's Capcom, uh, Mario Kart Double Dash. I already have a copy of that, but. GameCube. So yeah, if you guys are trying to get you know GameCube games because the prices are just insane or N64 even, definitely recommend doing something like that if you can find anything. Yeah, because uh, yeah, people people are getting more and more aware <laughs> of what people are willing to pay. So it's harder to find deals, especially during the pandemic. Like you know, yard sales aren't as much of a thing, and yeah, you know, Goodwill and all that stuff, you're not gonna really find much. So yeah. Yeah. Well, you'd be surprised. Derek's been making out like gangbusters during this whole thing, and not because he's like raised his prices to like dumb amounts, because he's always been mm-hmm. super fair. That's what I like about him. Yeah. But I mean, he he's just he knows his city really well. He knows all the spots. All the people at the pawn shops know him by name. They they'll give him like big groups of stuff they don't want to price just for free. Crazy. He knows all the like, neighborhoods to go and hit yard sales up. He's on all the like the neighborhood pages and the groups like. He takes thrifting very seriously, and he does yeah. very well for himself. So definitely a guy you want to have in your corner. I know I think I talked to you before about reaching out to him, but he's mm-hmm. he's definitely open with sharing those secrets or just selling stuff to you outright. Like I've just, I, it's one of those things where I definitely I know a few tricks myself, and I've put in the effort over the years as a collector. But now I'm just lazy. I'm like, hey Derek, man, when you're out, can you see if uh, you can find a copy of Speed with Keanu Reeves for me? He's like, yeah, I got you. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm like, I want to watch that movie now. I don't want to pay 15 bucks digitally. No, no. (laughs) Well, cool, man. As far as me, I've been playing Last of Us Part 2. Did you beat that? Nice. I did, yeah. I won't say anything. We're going to, yeah, as soon as I beat it, we're (laughs) going to do a spoiler cast. Maybe if you have some time, you can guess with us on that spoiler cast. But I I, I just got to the point where, to not spoil too much, the game kind of shifts and you're Mm -hmm. playing as Abby for a really extended amount of time. Yeah. So I've gone through like flashbacks with her and I'm trying to get to this spot where her ex-boyfriend is supposed to be. And that's kind of where I'm at right mm-hmm. now. So I don't know how far along that was, but I was like, did they just pull a Metal Gear Solid 2 on me? <laughs> yeah, Twice? that's pretty much what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, because you start off as Joel and you're like, oh, okay. And then you're like, Ellie, you're like, oh, okay. And then I'm, now I'm Abby and I'm like, what's going on? And I thought it was just going to be Abby for a bit, like in the beginning of the game. But then I started picking up pills and scrap metal like she was going to upgrade herself. And I was like, whoa, wait a second. And then I got like, you know, books for like extra skill trees. I'm like, she's a yep. fully fledged out character. Yep. So, all right. Yeah, it's 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 a move. I, that, that, I've never felt so conflicted about a game before. 
I like the theming. I like the yeah. I like I like and revenge and what that means and, and if you commit to it, how that affects. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the dynamic between the wolves and the uh, what do they call the scarabs, the scrags, the scars, uh, the scars, scars. Yeah. Between them, there's the dynamic between the ex fireflies and Joel. There's the dynamic between Abby and Ellie. You know. Mm-hmm. And they're all on these revenge quests and what they're willing to sacrifice and give up and how they just can't see the domino effect of their actions and how that can come back. And they just refuse to even understand how the, where the other side is coming from, in a way. Mm-hmm. And conflicted is a word. Like, it, when I was playing as Ellie, and, and she's just murdering people left and right. I mean, Sure is. And it is extra great. Like, sometimes it isn't. Sometimes people come at you. Like, there's a couple times where I'm like, how is she going to murder this person? They're being pretty nice. Oh, they tried to kill her, of course. But, like, so in that way, some of it kind of felt a little forced. But at the same time, like, they're all being confronted violently by a person with a gun in their face in (laughs) a post-apocalyptic time where you kill or be killed. Like, you're trying to survive. So when you jump off interactions like that, it's kind of almost expected that's how it's going to go down. But they're still like, I can't believe they're just attacking us outright. What did we ever do? And I'm like, are you shitting me right now? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. I do really enjoy the back and forth between combat sections and then just the set pieces, the dialogue between characters going to different parts of post-apocalyptic Seattle, the museums and mm-hmm. things like that. It's been really cool. I have a lot of fun. I actually have more fun sometimes engaging in the social aspect and exploration than I do with combat. But what I really like it's for those who have that combat boner. They have that separate section of the game where you can just replay your encounters and like get a quote-unquote higher score, like do better yeah. or whatever, or practice encounters. So if you just want to get in and get some action going, you can go to any encounter you've already been through in the game and just replay through it if you want. And that's yeah, that's a great addition. I love that. I kind of almost wish that they would stay with set pieces, but I feel like that has less, less replay value. I feel like once you've been through a set piece once... You know, like once you've finished exploring like the dinosaur museum or something, it's, it's not like you really need to do that again. Nah, no. So yeah, I, I'm loving the game. I'm not sure how far I have, how much I have left. I need to define what game I'm going to do next for my mainstream because I mm-hmm. was thinking about Marvel's Avengers, but I played the beta and I kind of hate that game. Uh, yeah, I heard mixed things about that one. Dude, here's here's the thing that sucks. There's a game in there. There's a good, solid, uh-huh. single-player, set-PC Avengers superhero game. And it's been dissected, carved, and stretched across, like, so like so little skin across a huge live services mannequin. And to fill in all the gaps is all this extra, like, bullshit. Like, all this man, this character management you don't care about, all this loot you don't care about, all these samey missions that you play. Yeah. And it sucks. Cut all, like, I would recommend anybody who's interested in playing the game and they don't like, like and they're not, like, a huge Destiny fan, because I feel like it's just Destiny with superheroes, maybe not done as clean. Maybe just wait until it's really cheap, because inevitably this is a live services game. It's going to get really cheap. Sure. If it gets like 20 bucks or less, I would buy it just to go through the single player campaign, just knowing that there's probably going to be some slogging I have to get, you know, to get from like one story beat to another, but just so I can enjoy the story. And by then, they'll probably have released enough characters, maybe some additional single player content, maybe, but a $60 game, no thank you. Uh, not from what I've yeah. seen. It's... Yeah, I was, I was excited at E3. I was actually one of the only people that I knew. I was like, yo, this game looks dope. Like, what are you guys talking about? And then... 
just like more stuff came out and I was like, oh yeah, that, that sounds kind of disappointing. And then the whole, you know, all the companies having exclusive skins and you have to, oh, be a Verizon member to do XYZ. And then like, it just, mobile skin. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's your Dontino's pizza skin. Yep. It's just, <laughs> that game is a whore. It really is. And I, I, um, as soon as I heard live services, I just knew it. You know what I mean? I was just mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, they're doing that with this. That's gross. So yeah, I was expecting like a Spider-Man type thing with this game and i was almost actually hoping it was like the same universe because i know they were talking about doing a shared marvel game universe right and they were like oh there's a special superhero that's only on playstation i was like okay it's probably spider-man it's probably ps4 spider-man and Mm -hmm. in a ps4 spider-man like the peter mentions that the avengers are in the west coast and oh this game takes place in san francisco Ooh, i wonder and now i'm just like "Ah, probably probably not um, Probably not the it, case. <laughs> it, it might be the case, but at the end of the day, I don't even know if it really matters. I don't want yeah. to panic them anymore. You know, like, and that's yeah. also that's what sucks. I don't. We were talking about this too. I don't like that they've made a Spider-Man an exclusive to PS4 because people are like, "Oh, that's cool," because PS4 players get to play a Spider-Man. No, Xbox PC players don't get to play don't, a Spider-Man. Yeah. They get charged the same amount for the same game, but with less content. Yeah, Spider-Man's free, right? Yeah, no, that's the thing. Yeah. If you play a PS4, you just get Spider-Man. And so what they did is they made two separate games, mm-hmm. and they make two-thirds of the people, if you want to like even out all the platforms, I don't know. But they make so many people who don't either have access or would prefer to play it on a different platform, they're forcing them to play less game for the same amount of money, right? Yeah. And that's basically what's happening. They've carved out content specifically for one console platform and it sucks i hate it so yeah it'd be one thing if they gave xbox pc their own exclusive characters that would sort of, of like soul caliber 2 type deal yeah derek mentioned that where too, yeah. yeah or like you know yoda and soul caliber for xbox and darth vader and soul caliber for ps3 or i forget if it's reverse maybe but yeah, if it's just one console having one exclusive character, especially not just one exclusive character, but like but Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man in a Marvel's that's, Avengers game. What are yeah, you doing? that's yeah, that's overkill. And I I don't I don't know what the licensing issue might be because I know Sony owns the movie rights, but to my knowledge, the game rights because he was in uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance right. on the Switch, mm-hmm. so I don't think. The licensing is Him a problem. Else in the Spider Verse, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miles Morales is in there, and mm-hmm. yeah. So I don't know. That's that's weird. Unless they're just trying to do corporate synergy. So Sony, yeah, they have the movie, so they want to have. That's why you know Spider Man PS4 is an exclusive Sony game, and maybe that's kind of their logic. Like, okay, well, Sony, we're we're Sony, and we own Spider Man in the movies, so we want that brand synergy. So we want you know if we can try to work out a deal where only Spider Man is on PlayStation most of the time. Yeah, whatever the reason there is, they suck and I hate them. So, <laughs> the, it's not good enough. Whatever the reason is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't I don't agree with it, but I think that's where they're yeah. coming from with it. Trying to make sense of it, it's just money. It's just depriving people of the thing they want so that they would be inclined to give you the money instead of somebody else. It's just businesses sweeping swinging their corporate butts around. You know yeah. what are you gonna do? So yeah, yeah. So Last of Us is good. It, the card collecting in that is kind of neat. I want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, that's superheroes. cool. I was, I was telling Derek about the other day when I was on stream. He was watching the stream, and I was like, I really like collecting cards in this game. It kind of reminds me when I was a kid, and I used to collect like the little superhero cards, and they'd give you the power number, and you would read about them. He goes, I've got like a 1,000 of those. You can have them. And I was like, 
Okay, thank Oof. you. <laughs> I guess he picks them up, you know, when he's out thrifting or whatever. But I'm like, yeah. cool, there's all these. We take those. I'll, I'll take those. So I'm really excited just to check those out. Maybe I'll do a stream where I just show them off or whatever. But, yeah, I, I enjoy collecting the cards. Abby collects coins, I guess, because her dad used to mm-hmm. collect coins. Not as interesting. Not as but interesting. But it's kind of. I like it. I like it. Yeah, it's, it's interesting in the, in the aspect that they're both, like, collecting, you know, pre-apocalyptic stuff yeah but with abby it's a little more personal because it's not like joel was into comic books like that's definitely strictly an ellie thing but with abby she wasn't really a coin collector she was collecting them because her dad was interested in it and i thought that was right. kind of sweet so and tragic at the same time and tragic at the same time <laughs> so yeah last of us uh dynasty warrior 7 uh, i've been playing through all the number of dynasty warriors titles every uh monday for the past however many weeks starting with two just played seven seven's nice. great it's a good game great improvements really awesome not much i can say that's dynasty warriors game i remember eight being pretty decent i'm gonna get to nine nine's terrible <laughs> so, can't relate yeah we'll see how that goes do you play any warriors games at all no i've only, I've only played hyrule warriors i i liked it i i didn't get it kind of got old for me after a while mm-hmm. uh i don't know if that's just because i wasn't just optimizing it yeah, it's yeah it just it was mostly just the weight of the game i i felt like didn't have the not that it was bad but just for my personal taste like the fluidity mm-hmm. that i like in an action game like bayonetta kingdom Hearts 2 just like really hack and slash really quick um this kind of had that but it just felt more heavy if that makes sense no um, so i liked i liked sense. it yeah I, I liked it but it ran out after a while if you be into something that feels a little lighter as far as like the flow of combat and you want to try a Warriors game, I would recommend Fire Emblem Warriors. Oh, really? Yeah, it's one of the better Warriors titles, and it definitely has... I wouldn't say it's floaty, but it definitely feels a little bit more fluid. Gotcha. And, and the marriage of Fire Emblem mechanics into a Warrior-style game is just... Mwah, it's really good. Nice. So, yeah, I, w- I would check that out if you ever see it on sale. I think it'd be worth your while. That's just cool. my personal opinion. I'm I'm waiting on the sequel. I'll have like three houses characters to be in the next one. That'd be great. Yeah, so. I'm sure I'm sure they'll work on it. Fire Emblem's been making them a lot of money <laughs> recently. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Friday Night Frights. I play horror games. So I played The Thing. For How was that? It sucks. It's really bad. Well, it's terrible. Sorry to hear that. It's so bad. Oh my god. It's so bad. Like it's kind of in the beginning. There's really bad voice acting that made me laugh. And it was kind of funny, but. Everything that you do, like it's squad based, so you have to get people, which is kind of an interesting idea because the whole conceit of the thing is you don't know who's the thing and who's real. And so you have squad mates that you need to like have trust you and they may be taken over, they may not be taken over, but there's ways to find out and, but it's just too easy to shoot them or for them to shoot you. And I would like find myself in a position where I'd be accidentally shooting my teammates too much or I would touch fire for like a second, which you need to use fire to like permanently kill larger thing monsters and I would like die instantly and healing was really clunky and item management was bad and it was just it was not it was not fun there was a, there was like a one or two scary moments that I've played like my first hour that I was like oh this is kind of interesting. it's just it was executed really poorly so it's one of those games I'd like yeah. to see done nowadays like maybe a squad based or a multiplayer like they've been doing with um, like Predator games and stuff like that. I think doing that with the thing would be really interesting. Yeah. The dynamic could be that automatically somebody on your team is the thing but you don't know who it is. So it's like a digital game of werewolf trying to figure out who's who or whatever. And so you can choose when to turn on your other teammates and maybe you win 
if you're able to turn everybody, but they win, if they can discover you or any allies you yeah. kind of bring on, that type of thing. That'd be kind of interesting. I think. Mafia type deal. Yeah, straight up. So, yeah, the thing sucks. Don't get it. Uh, <laughs> Noted. Food Truck Tycoon, Asian. Oh, man. Food yeah. Truck Tycoon. That's right. That is so mobile it hurts. <laughs> Wild. Uh, it was for free on Switch, and I talked about it last week, but I've been continuing to play it. I think I'm at 100% this game. There's like 60 levels. Really? <laughs> yeah. To 100% it, you need to beat all 60 levels, three stars, which is like the full like you know grade, with touch controls and regular controls. And there's a few extra things you want to do, like buy all the decor or whatever for your food truck. I'm kind of addicted. I don't know. There's something about like people coming up and having their orders and me having to like, okay, okay, they want a seaweed with meat and broccoli and vegetables and rice. I gotta put this away. <laughs> okay, what they want two coffees and they want a tofu and a cake. And okay, this this like so I'm like swiping left and right, going as fast as I can, trying to make sure I keep everybody there and keep them happy. And uh, it just, I don't know, it just sets off the right explosions in my brain. I mean, I guess it's designed to, right? The thing I yeah. like about this game, and I mentioned it last week. It doesn't pressure you to like to pay extra money to like play it longer like a normal mobile game would. In fact, the money that you would give to it if you want to would just buy you extra levels, which I think is how a game That's like cool. that should work. Yeah. So for those who are interested in little mindless like point and clicky kind of browser style games, they go on sale all the time. Sometimes for the price of free. I think there's like a pizza oven tycoon thing or whatever. Pizza oven tycoon. Pizza oven tycoon. They have a tycoon of everything now. <laughs> yeah. That's so insane. You wanna, if you want to cook some pizzas or do Asian cuisine, you can do it on your Switch. And the touch controls on the Switch are actually pretty good. So, tax uh, evasion tycoon. Tax evasion. You evade your taxes. <laughs> yeah, well, pay 300 for your shredder. Get two shredders. You can shred twice the amount of documents to evade those taxes. There it is. Pay nine ninety nine a month for extra shredders. <laughs> oh, man. The last game that I've been playing this week is something I briefly talked about last week. There is a YouTube channel called The Gaming Shelf. He seems to be really into JRPGs. He even has his own JRPG podcast. He did a top 10 JRPGs. And the first game in his list that he mentioned was a game called Tokyo Xanadu EX+. Plus. He described it as a cross between Persona and Ease. And then I didn't mm. hear anything else because I was already online trying to buy it. <laughs> so I love Ease. And the developer of Ease, Falcom, and I think Access also, but I know Falcom for sure, they made this game. So okay. there's already a lot of like parallels and similarities to Ease there, but it has like a school days aesthetic. Like you go to school, you have social interactions, then you do dungeons, of course, because through plot, like special powers, we got to fight the underground, the monsters, whatever. Persona. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> it's You can definitely tell it wants to be Persona. There's a coffee shop in it that sells curry. There's like, oh, a wow. music that plays. You oh, my three, God. Three like personal stats that raise like wisdom when you read books or kindness when you do errands for people. Kill and dethrone God at the end, I'm assuming. I, you know, we'll probably eventually kill and dethrone God. There aren't any many gods and demons. Like it's not because that's the really cool thing about Persona is like, you know, it's like God Pokemon. Um, right. But it's it's not really that. But it, that's where it kind of leans more into ease with the combat. Like you're just doing action RPG stuff, which you'd probably dig. Um, and nice. picking up gems and stuff to, to, you know, make yourself stronger or whatever, whatever. It's not as good as Persona. But then again, what is? Like when you play this <laughs> and it tries to be Persona, it just reminds you how good Persona is. Because Persona has those extra touches. Like everybody has different walk animations or they sit down differently or the personality affects them in certain ways. And... 
The writing is really tight and really good. This game isn't bad. Like, I think if you're going to imitate a game, imitate a good game like Persona. And if you get anywhere close to it, you're you're good. And I'm having a lot of fun with it. I wouldn't set the bar that it's as good as Persona, but I think that's okay. a, high, a high bar. I think it's as good as any Ease game, though. And I love Ease. Like, I, Ease 8 is like Lacrimosa of Donna. That's one of my favorite Switch RPGs of all time. Yeah, I've been played it. turned on to that. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, it's so good. Nice. So, so good. If you ever get a chance to get a copy of that, sometimes it'll go on sale on digitally for like 30 bucks, and it's totally worth it. So Nice. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. Yeah, yeah. So that is what I've been into. Man, this is – I thought maybe we'd have a shorter episode. We've already run an hour so far. Man. Eesh. <laughs> I guess it's just Jeez. catching up, Mike. It's been a while, but anyway, yeah, seriously. Like I said, I'm glad we were able to catch up. Well, let's get through it. We got gaming news. I know you saw that Mario Direct. I did. First thing in the morning. Yeah. What you uh? What you think about the Mario Direct with the direct uh, with the Mario's and things? The Mario's. Oh yeah. Uh, I I liked it. I, I thought it was a good direct. Obviously, I'm still you know craving a general direct after you know it's been a year, but. Uh, that was definitely. I mean, I'm a big Mario fan, so that was very welcome. Dropping a little baby directs, yeah. Little yeah. babies, I, yeah. I feel you though. I feel you. Yeah, yeah. A year since like the big general, not a mini, not a partner Just showcase. Get like, yeah. That big direct all over my face, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No yeah, but yeah, I, I like the direct. There's a lot of really cool stuff. I think the Game and Watch is pretty neat. You know, if you're a collector, mm. cute little little thing. I might I might end up picking that up potentially uh, just to have. I don't know how much I'm gonna use it, but I just feel like that's like a cool little collector's thing. Yeah, I feel like it's gonna um, be about fifty or sixty bucks. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I think it's fifty. But I know if you don't, you're not gonna get it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it, gonna get picked up and scalped and all that. Exactly. Yeah, I'm I'm just looking at like the Super Nintendo Classic. And the NES Classic and what happens, and Nintendo just released it, and then they just stopped. Uh, so now it's like a hundred something dollars if you want to get it. I'm gonna definitely try to pick that up now in case there's ever a time where I'm like, man, I wish I had that because I kind of wish I got the Super Nintendo Classic when it came out. Now it's like in Scalp City. So yeah, I got yeah. an extra one. Maybe I can sell it to you. Oh. Yeah, might talk about that after the podcast. Yeah, I got two of them because I wanted to hack one, but I wanted to make sure if I hacked it that like if something went wrong, I still had one. And right, right. And uh, the hack went great actually. So I have a little hacked SNES with a bunch of Super Nintendo games on. It's great. I mean, uh, uh, he, it's not hacked FBI. It's it's fine. It's it's a normal Super Nintendo classic. I Nothing about it's so good FBI. I no, 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 no. He no. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah don't know, but, we don't know what hacked means. It, no, it, I don't. It, I don't it, know. It, I don't know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was it was a good direct. Uh, definitely a lot of good stuff. I'm excited for 3D Worlds mm-hmm. port. I think they're adding more content. Um, I actually. What do you mean adding when, more? Con- oh, you mean with the Bowser thingy? Yeah, Bowser's Fury. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people are theorizing that maybe Fawful could be coming back. Uh, from Mario, the Mario uh, Luigi RPG series, right. because his whole like catchphrase is like "I have fury," and like he keeps saying fury all the time, and like okay. little spiky balls, and the logo is like the little spiky balls in uh, Bowser's Inside Story that uh, are kind of connected to them. So I, I'm not expecting that to happen because I know Nintendo's weird about Mario characters from certain Mario games crossing over into other Mario games. Uh, like you will never see Waluigi in Luigi's Mansion, or you know. Probably egad in a Mario Kart game ever. Um, I say never. Maybe maybe not never, but you know, it, it just it's it, they're just weird about that sort of stuff, especially recently. So uh, I don't know if I'm expecting it, but that would be really cool. And you can play online. That's super dope. Yep. They do multi multiplayer. Hopefully it it runs <laughs> online. Oh, yeah. yeah, we'll get to that in a sec. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's really dope. Mario 35 looks really cool, but I don't know why they're canceling it. Like Mount Mario Battle Royale is just 
an amazing idea. But they're going to get rid of it in March. Yeah. Like, why? They're going to get rid of the digital and physical versions of Mario 3D World in March. What the hell? Yeah. They're Disney vaulting their games now. That's bullshit. I know that they've done this before for other collections, but I feel like the difference this time is two main things. I feel like one, Mario Sunshine alone is very hard to come by. Mm -hmm. If you want to get a copy of Mario Sunshine, it's like 70 bucks. And they never re-released it anywhere else, much like a lot of their GameCube games, which is a whole other discussion. Yeah. But so that the Sunshine alone is like, you know, this is a really big deal, especially if you never played Sunshine, because I actually have never played Sunshine. Oh. Um, yeah. It's I, pretty good. It's hard, but it's pretty good. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I, I just had stupid kid logic. I was like, eh, he's got a water thing. I don't want it. I was like six, seven, eight. I don't know. <laughs> um, so... Stupid, stupid kid me. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I, I never actually got to play it, so I'm excited to finally, you know, try it out. I've already pre-ordered my copy, but... Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, so that alone, but yeah, Mario 64 is easier to come by. It's It was on the Wii Virtual Console, I believe. I think yeah, it's on the Wii U, DS, too. Yeah. DS remake. But, like, I don't know. I just feel like these are such highly esteemed games... That to make this one limited is just, like, not chill. Well, what's really Um, crappy about it is it's not just that. It's when you pair it with the other problem that Nintendo has. Like, let's compare it to Disney Vault, right? mm -hmm. So you got Little Mermaid coming out in 89 or whatever the fuck it came out, right? We'll just use that Mm -hmm. as an example. And we know it's going to go in the Disney Vault. When you went to the store, you weren't worried that you wouldn't find the Little Mermaid because they stocked it well. Right. Here's the problem with Nintendo is unless you're pre-ordering like you and I were smart enough to do because we know what's up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> trying to just roll up in a store and buy it, you know what I mean? No. Like, it's going to be scarce. Yeah. They're going to send like three copies to Target. It's going to get bought up by scalpers anyways. They're going to hold on to it until after March and go, hey, look what I found. Um, yeah. And, I mean, you can get it digitally. Th- th- that's the thing that bugs me, though, is something like a digital copy of a game that you can reproduce infinitely and you're just exactly. arbitrarily cutting it off like it's the fucking McRib. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's the second thing right there. Just... I really, I hate that. Nintendo's always got a Nintendo, man. They simultaneously bring me so much joy and piss me off at the same, like, <laughs> ooh, Nintendo. Why do you do the things that you do? Yeah, it's like, how, it's like wow, how do you do the things you do? And then also, it's like, why? <laughs> yeah, why? It's, it's the weird, the weirdest dichotomy, Nintendo. I feel, I feel like especially, like, post-Wii era, like, something shifted in their approach yeah, um I so. yeah i don't know i don't know i don't that, that might just be me perceiving it differently but i feel like once they hit the casual market really really hard like more than usual with the wii mm-hmm. I, I feel like they had a cultural shift and i feel like their approach hasn't been quite the same since um, i also feel like it's their lack of you know wanting to keep up with modern times with technology and online and stuff like that yeah. but yeah the, the other thing too is like the games are on the go and you can't do that even if you have the originals like that's a whole you know big selling point in itself so this is the only place you could officially play you know these games on the go at least to my knowledge well, Sunshine and Galaxy. um yeah yeah 64 yeah i guess you got the ds but even then that's a different version so people don't like that version as much so i don't know Fair. um yeah i don't know i just it's a weird choice i i think the stocking thing they we'll see what happens because it is going till march so that's a long time so hopefully you know it's probably going to sell i mean who got at least 10 million right like yeah. it's gonna sell ridiculous um, so hopefully they'll be able to keep up but given you know the ronas yeah. and uh how not prepared you know the switch stock has been and even now i mean it's pretty hard to get a switch it's not like 
as nearly as bad as it was in March, April. Yeah. But it's you know it's not like you could just walk into the store and get a switch. No, you so, definitely have to keep an eye out for when they get yeah. restocked or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Which keep I those alerts set for that type of stuff. Not that I'm looking yep. for a switch, but I see when Same. they come up, and they come up fairly often. Just yeah, yeah. Be ready. Well, yeah, so we'll see if they learned or not, or if they're more prepared. But if the switch this year is any indicator, I don't know. It's kind of scary. So if you can get it, get it now. I just I just feel bad for the people who really want this collection. Who just cannot afford it and may not even be, especially since we're in a financial crisis right now. Like, yeah. there's going to be a lot of people who cannot afford this and will not be able to afford it by March. Like, I know there's been plenty of points in my life where I 100% would not have been able to buy this game. Right. Like, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, there were quite a few games where I missed that I had to buy like six months to like a year or two after mm-hmm. it came out because I just couldn't get it right away. That's good. Um, That's good so I. I, I feel bad for those people, and I hope hopefully they can at least like re-release each game individually. But then it's like hopefully it's not sixty dollars, and then also that's kind of yeah. a weird bait to like say, hey, you right. can't get this after March, and then they release them anyway individually. So I feel like it's a lose lose there. Yeah, no, they're definitely because that's the thing. When I saw like that part at the end of the direct, they show the sixty four, like oh they're putting sixty four on Switch, and then oh they're putting Sunshine. Now, I was thinking in my mind, these are probably going to go for like 40 bucks each or something stupid. And then I saw they were putting them in a collection. And I was like, oh, oh, well, you know, that's right. actually kind of worth it. I think I might, you know, I, you know, I already went and started like look up where I could pre-order it and whatnot. Yeah. But you're right. Like they'll probably go and like re-release them separately again. And they'll probably be like 40 or 50 bucks each or something dumb. And uh, that's just the way it's going to have to be for some people, you know. Yeah. You bring up a good point that, you know, not everybody – especially now, has that kind of money. There's, exactly. this, there's this really weird divide in the country right now. And it just it, it has to do with where you were at before, like pre-coronavirus, and mm-hmm. if your job, your living situation, like where you were at in your life was coronavirus-proof, right? Um, yeah. And because some people have actually been doing a little better because they're like, oh, we're down to one car, and uh, you know, we don't spend as much gas money, and we, we're allowed to work from home. Right. And, you know, our companies are doing okay because the type of business they do isn't affected by the virus and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's mm-hmm. where I actually fell. Like me and my yeah, wife, me too. we're yeah. doing fine. I got really lucky. But I know a doing lot. doing better of than ever, actually. It's really weird. Yeah, I know. And it makes me feel a little guilty too. Same. Like because I know so many people are struggling. So I, my wife and I, you know, during like all of the initial issues, um, you know, we tried to like patron a lot of places like restaurants and things, uh, started ordering like services we wouldn't normally order mm-hmm. uh, to kind of offset that. We started giving money to charity and relief funds. Then when like George Floyd happened and then like, all the protests and everything, we mm-hmm. we didn't want to march and like, you know, threaten my, you know, my family because we have two old people and an old dog in our bubble and my son. I don't know how he's going to handle it. So. Right. We started like donating like bail funds and, and advocacy groups and relief yep. funds and things like that. So we've been trying to like give back, but it's just been a weird time to watch so many people suffer and we're entering this housing crisis and I'm just here in my bubble doing fine. And I don't know. I just feel guilty about it, I guess. Yeah, no, I, de- I definitely relate. I, I definitely did a lot of similar stuff, just, you know, donating wherever I could and signing so many petitions and just, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. It's really weird how all that works, but I, I definitely relate to that guilt right now. Yeah, my heart goes out to everybody that's struggling right now, and uh, you know, we I guess we all just need to do what we can to support each other. I do 
my faith in humanity overall has been a little restored because I think a lot of people are acting really decently, but then you got a lot of people that get more attention <laughs> and are acting really stupidly. Yeah. And <laughs> it's it's fifty fifty. I it's... still don't know where we're gonna land with this whole thing. Like it's still up in the air to me. The, the fact that they opened up schools, I'm like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, I get that to an extent because you have you know people who might be essential workers that don't have anywhere to put their kids, you yes. know, and like they might be in like lower income yeah, situation. Yeah, that's the issue with like what we talked but, about earlier, big businesses and how they're handling. Right, them. they're like, no, come into work, fuck you. Yeah, um, no one should be without the safety net they need to get through something like this. And we're the richest country in the history of right. this. And somehow we're handling it way worse than other people. And I don't understand it. Like our yeah. greed is so embedded into our supposed success in this country. And I think it's, we're about to hit a bubble that's about to burst. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's going to come to a head one way or another. So yeah, um, the so major, I'm, I'm going to end up after all this is said and done. I'm, you know, concerned for my family and people I care about, but of course, yeah, the the major major flaws and like just how busted and not efficient or morally sound the system of America is is really it's really showing oh, yeah. like oh, we don't have any support for childcare Mm-mm. for people. So now we have to open up schools and risk everyone getting sick and like oh, here's $1200, I guess. Have fun. But only for some the end. Good luck. Yeah. So it's it's really it's really really showing, especially with like other countries like Canada and South Korea and New Zealand are looking at us like, what are you what are y'all what are y'all doing? What's going on? What's the problem? Like you guys have the money. What's going on here? Yeah, we have the so. resources, but the rich of this country have a stranglehold on what's done with it. You know, I mean, they've bought everybody that can make a decision on our behalf, and it's like voting no longer matters. Still voting, yep. but I don't Still voting. feel, I don't <laughs> feel as revolutionary as I used to about voting. I just go, yeah. oh, well, maybe this might make a dent. I don't fucking know. So. Yep, that's how it feels. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, moving but on. To... Oh, sorry. Mario. Yeah, Mario. <laughs> Mario that, that, that's, all, that's all that matters, right? Play, play video games. Cheer yourself up. Animal Crossing. Woo. Yeah. So, yeah, I... Aside from Nintendo's bullshit, the Direct looked cool. I was really into the um, the Mario Kart VR or, or augmented reality. Yeah, yeah. Like, so you got that little Home car circuit. with the camera on it, and you can control it with your Switch, but you can ride it around in your house. That looks dope. Really cool idea. I don't think I'm going to get it because I, I don't really have the space for it. And B, I don't know. It's $100. Oh, it is $100. I don't need that bad. I yeah. <laughs> I, is it $100 for both cars or just so, for one? The, for for one car, so basically the game is free. You could download it on the eShop, I guess, okay. and then the car, each car is a hundred. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So. I don't know. I might maybe I'll wait till Christmas or something if they're still available. Because again, Nintendo. Yep. Um, but I feel like it'd be something my kid would be really into. Mm-hmm. He's just he's so into Mario. Like he's a huge Mario fan. He's one of the reasons why I got the 3D collection so quickly. Taught him well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but he's still. He's in this phase where he is really afraid of failure, and while we're trying to break him of it, but like, he's working mm. on his letters in school, and if he messes up writing one of his letters, he just flips. And like, yeah, just flips I, I, I was like that. Yeah, and so I'm I'm really trying hard to like let him go. Hey, man, you're not gonna get good unless you're okay with doing something incorrectly or bad. But it, it translates yeah. to video games. Like I'll hand him a controller, and he does okay. But if he starts to mess up too much, or it becomes a little difficult for him to handle. He'll just stop and he'll put it down and he'll ask me to play it or he'll go watch a Let's Play instead. 
Right. And it makes me a little sad because I know that he would have so much fun if he could get over that hump. So mm-hmm. I think he's getting yeah. close. He's almost five. He'll be five in January. Uh, wow. so I think he's – I'm still struggling with like – he actually has beaten a game. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. What, what was it? Donut County. I don't even know what that is. Donut County is like reverse Katamari. It's this indie game where you can huh. a hole and you let things fall in the hole. And the more things fall in the hole, the bigger the hole gets. And it's kind of like a puzzle game. Huh. Sometimes you have to have like you need more stuff to make the hole bigger, but all you have is popcorn kernels. But then maybe you swallow a fire and then it shoots popcorn out and then you catch the popcorn and that makes the hole bigger. Or Interesting. maybe you need to fill it with water so that way you can shoot like something out to knock something over to pick up more stuff. Anyways, he with, with little prompting, I gave him the switch so he could use the touch controls. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he gets a little confused about what to do, and I'll give him like a little slight hint. But he pretty much got through that whole game by himself, save for like there's like a a full on boss battle where you had to move the hole around super fast in order to win. I think that's the only thing he didn't have the dexterity to do. But right. I was very impressed with him, and he did that's that. awesome. I mean, he wasn't four. I think he was like three when he beat that game what i don't think i beat a game until god <laughs> i was like eight maybe i don't even know yeah well, i was born in 1982 Seven? i didn't know what games were until <laughs> well that's not true i guess we had atari and stuff i used to play like right. Qbert and pac-man and shit like that pac-man was actually pretty fun uh, but i hated Qbert because he never went where you tried to make him go you had yeah. like a joystick and i'm always trying to make him go down or left and he would just jump off the side of the little platform and i'm like why would yeah. you do that that's annoying yeah so that that little picture of Cuber on the side cursing that was everybody that played that game that wasn't Cubert. that game sucks that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> hot take. uh yeah hot take Cubert sucks take that atari uh <laughs> so <laughs> Got yeah. Him. yeah no mario direct is good they, they came out with new amiibos i'm a big amiibo collector popcorn ceiling cat mario hey. and popcorn ceiling cat peach i call them that there it is the texture looks like the popcorn ceiling it really does it really does it's crazy I'm into it, though. I like the way they do little quirky things with Amiibo design. So I already have those pre-ordered. I got Joker and Hero showing up next month because those are the two most recent Smash Brothers Amiibos. Right. So excited about that. Uh, i trying to think what else news we had this week. There Are, are you into VR at all? Or do you play VR? Um, I, I have, but I'm not, like, you know, actively playing it, really. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I... I I really want to give VR more of a chance because mm-hmm. I think there's a ton of VR games out there that don't get any play that really take advantage of it. And that's the thing. VR for me has been such a minefield. You either get like an okay game, but you're like, why wouldn't I just play this regular like Resident mm-hmm. Evil 7 or something? Or you get a really bad game that makes you sick immediately and you're like, why would they do this? <laughs> or you get something really cool. And, so, and the really cool ones are the ones that get really creative with their control schemes. There is a game coming out on Steam that I got to play early because I'm friends with the developer. It's called Starship Commander. And it's been in VR arcade. Mm. It's like Starship Commander Arcade. Yeah, yeah. Starship Commander is a VR game that you play without a controller. But it's voice activated. (laughs) So you're in a spaceship, and it kind of teaches you how to activate it. And the story can branch off in different directions. It can be a straight-up good guy, bad guy, alien story, or it can kind of get into, like, some politics within the game's world depending on how much you dig and investigate and ask like your robot pilot or your robot assistant or whatever like about the world but you control like firing and aerial maneuvers everything by voice and it's an impressive amount of recognizable words and script that they actually put into that game to be able to play the entire thing without a controller so wild yeah it is wild Uh, but yeah it's coming out on steam on september 10th 
And honestly, for those who get motion sick or haven't tried VR, I think it's good because you're just in that cockpit and most of the stuff is taking outside, taking place outside the window. And again, you mm-hmm. don't have to finagle with controls or anything. I think there's a non-VR version, but honestly, for a game like that, I think it really ups the experience if you're able to do it with a VR headset. So Keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah. That's by Human Interact. They have some trailers on their YouTube. So for those interested, if they want to check it out prior to when it comes out, uh, you can go and look up Human Interact on YouTube and probably find them. Or I think they got a website, too, that's... Like, if you Google it, it'll probably pretty is pretty easy to find. So, yeah, they're, they're friends of mine. They let me try it out. I really dug it, and I'm happy because they've been working on it for a really long time, like uh, years, just trying to uh, – they're a really small studio. Like, my, the friend of mine that started Human Interact, he used to work for Volition, uh, mm. which those Saints Row guys. Right, right, right. And started his own thing, and that was, like, his first game that he was working on. So I got to see, like, him leaving, him starting his company up, him working on it all this time and finally putting it out, and – I'm That's really, awesome. really, really happy for him. I'm really proud. And, and I'm like, I like the fact that not only he made a game, he made a solid game. You know what I mean? Like that's Love cool. to see it. Yeah. So I don't even have to pretend to like it. I actually really do. <laughs> That's always the best. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, let's see. What else? Oh, so we had mentioned earlier about bad Nintendo online co-op. We did. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Speaking of Oh, no. Games, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> so final fantasy oh, chronicles online is busted I, I, i'm gonna i'm gonna give nintendo the benefit of the doubt square enix made that game it's busted to be fair they did. They did. <laughs> um, so, and yeah. there's no local co-op i i don't understand like why get rid of local co-op yeah because it was like, in the original game now right granted, you had to like hook a game boy advance up to but why would you even have to do that just what? give a controller at this point right yeah, like that was why mad about the gamecube but the thing or, is, or a second switch of... something right. yeah there is no local co-op and i don't know if they're gonna patch that in but the multi the online multiplayer what the hell guys i don't know if you follow alpha rad he's um, a streamer yeah yeah yeah, he just yeah. recently released a video with him and Ross from Game Grumps, I think, and mm-hmm. a few other people they were playing it. They were trying to play it. One guy was actually connected because it's cross-platform. One guy was on his phone. He goes, I don't know about you guys, but this looks great on my phone. And, like, his was working just fine <laughs> because he's on a different network, I think. Wow. He was connected with them, and they were, like, jaggy and spotty and all over the place. And I was like, oh, no, this sucks. And the worst part is... It's really hard to be delayed because if you remember the conceit of Crystal Chronicles, one of you has to carry that crystal so yeah. that you have that circular miasma like block so that way you can keep everybody safe. But if they step outside of that circle, then you take damage. Well, it's kind of hard if the person carrying the chalice is like buggy and juddering all over the place and then half the time one person's controls isn't working and they're left outside the bubble and they just die. And then, of course, people were just dropping in and out and I was just like, oh, that's... I was talking my guest last week, Jose. He he runs a channel called Small Voice, uh, which is actually pretty cool if you want to check it out. He he explains okay. politics through the lens of video games. He talked about the Democratic primary through the lens of Mario Party. <laughs> Hilarious. That's great. I know, but he was like really excited about it, and he was like, "Why did I never play that when I was a kid? I had people that, like my brother, I could have played it with." And I was like, "Cause Game Boy Advance." He goes, "Oh yeah." <laughs> no, yeah. He was like, "Well, I'm excited it's coming out." I was like, "Yeah, it's pretty cool." And I and now he's probably gonna be really disappointed. Poor guy. I know I am. So it is what it is. Hopefully they'll fix it. I'm gonna be watching it. But for right now, if you're planning on getting it, I would hold off. Yeah, I'm not planning on getting it. I heard. And also, like, apparently, if you do it co-op, it doesn't. It only saves on the main person's file. 
Oh, so if you're the se- if you're the second, third person, whatever, like it doesn't save in your file. So they register your game as you didn't even play. That is bullshit. <laughs> Basically. Does- so wow. yeah. So not a great look. It really it's also angering too. Is like I, I didn't really have a lot of stake in this particular game, but you know obviously it's objectively frustrating. But like I, I, I've been getting really into like the GameCube, like the state of GameCube right now. It's really fascinating to me because it's yeah. just like this weird place where not only is it is there a nostalgia boom for it but also and obviously the pandemic but like if you look at the gamecube and a lot of the major <clears throat> hidden games of that that system you cannot get any of these games anywhere mm-hmm. and so now we have like this game was like one like oh finally like you know this game's coming to modern platform and now we have this problem so now crystal chronicles on gamecube is probably still going to be however much money it is you know it's probably not going to go down uh, Mario Sunshine, same thing. It's like a limited time, and also apparently it's not compatible with the GameCube controller, and you don't have like the analog triggers, obviously, for Flood. So Mario Sunshine's probably still gonna be like fifty to seventy dollars on GameCube. <laughs> like th- there's just so many exclusive experiences on that system, and I just wish Nintendo and other companies would just move them over more. They did Wind Waker, that was great. Yeah. Uh, they did Luigi's Mansion, but like. Paper Mario, Thousand Year Door, Pokemon Coliseum, XD. Yeah. Just like so many amazing bangers, and they're just stuck. They're just stuck there. I just... God, yeah. Coliseum and Gale of Darkness were great games. Yeah. I remember. So I mean, I, I kind of still have them. The thing is, you keep naming all these games. I'm just like looking over like, yeah, they're still over there. <laughs> Do I, I have that one? I don't even yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, no, I got a GameCube, not first. I got it a little bit late, but it was still mm-hmm. kind of within within the generation and then just ran through and got all the games I missed. And I must have just hit that sweet spot or that window where they were affordable, but they weren't they mm-hmm. completely disappeared. And I was just knowledgeable enough and lucked out to like reach out. Now, there obviously, there are some rare ones that I never got a chance right. to grab, but I got, for the most part, I got pretty much all the big boys, you know, Melee and all that. So Mario nice. Kart. Yeah, and it's... That system treated me well. You know, I'm, I never understood why, even until the Switch, like after the GameCube, why I didn't just get a Nintendo system right when it came out. I've always been either a PlayStation or an Xbox person. Mm-hmm. And Switch was the first one where, you know, I got it within a year of its release. And I'm like, why haven't I been doing this all along? Like, the Switch is such a good system. It's so good. Like, it's a bit of a port machine, but they're great ports. It is. And the main games are good, too. Like, you think about all the exclusives. Mario Odyssey is a masterpiece. Fire. Fire. Bre- Breath of the Wild, masterpiece. Absolute fire. Technically not exclusive. It's on the Wii U, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> Three Houses, masterpiece. My, I haven't my played game it, but I've heard great year for 2018. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, wow. So good, dude. Just all these Man, games. 2018, really? Yeah. Above uh, Spider-Man and God of War and... Oh, you know what? 2019. That's when it came out. Uh, oh, yeah, I don't remember what year yeah, it came bad. out. No, you're right. I don't know if it, I don't know if it would have been maybe, but I, I don't know. But no, it was 2019 yeah. when it came out. My bad. I I think it was 2019. I don't I'm remember. Sure 2019. Yeah, I always get that confused, but I because I like it came out further away than it did. But I think it was 2019 right. when it came out. But it was my game of the year for that year for sure. But yeah, it's just oh, so many good games in that system. It's it's great. It's amazing. Speaking of the system, there's some deals out there for those who are looking to get a few Switch games. Oh, yeah. Um, so we can get into game deals. Uh, Super Mario Maker 2 is $39.99 at Amazon and Best Buy right now. And 
so you'll sometimes see games go for like or switch games go for ten dollars less especially if you go mm-hmm. get at walmart but yeah walmart uh, yeah. 40 for super mario maker 2 is is kind of a steal i'd pick that up and they're going to be augmenting it and adding a lot more content to it pretty soon so get ahead of that i would say yep Let's see horizon zero dawn the complete edition so that includes the frozen wilds dlc is 12.99 right now on ah. PSN. So ah. if you, yeah if you haven't played horizon zero dawn first of all do that it's you fucking shoot robot dinosaurs with a bow and arrow it's amazing but if, if you're like me and you did get it but you never picked up the dlc you can get the dlc separately for like six bucks right now which i plan on doing i think i'm gonna do that yeah uh link's awakening on switch is 10 bucks off at walmart and amazon but you had mentioned there's a separate deal going on related yeah i don't think it's going on anymore though but (laughs) i did get it recently yeah Yeah, it was it was link's awakening uh it was the game and the steelbook is like a game boy like looks like a game boy with link's awakening on it um yeah it's really it's really cool that was for 70 only extra 10 bucks and it sells on ebay for like a hundred so, <laughs> where'd, you, where'd you pick your copy up at? That was a uh, steelbook one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Play Asia. Um, oh, they they yeah, have deals right. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. I know that you and I both fall into ten deals now because I'd recommended it. You know, previously yeah. on the podcast. And they. Yeah. They'll 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 hit you up on some uh, Play Asia deals when they come across for sure. So. Yeah, there's some yeah. good ones. They had one with the Animal Crossing Switch. Yeah. And it had like a bunch of like goodies with it, and it was like five hundred, and I was like, I don't need this. <laughs> My budget is still a lot, even though I could probably, like, find that for just the Switch, right. the Animal Crossing Switch, for, like, 600 Right. But yeah. I don't need this. I do not need to do this. Keep telling yourself that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what else we got? Uh, Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Pretty decent game if you never played it. It's only $5 on PSN right now. GameStop has a Labor Day sale going on right now. A couple of standouts I saw, like, people can go check it out. I think, obviously, it's going to be up through Labor Day, I, I would assume. Resident Evil 3 Remake is 40 bucks. Not bad. That's new. I think you can get it for, like, used for, like, 35 And then the Bayo Vanquish combo game, <clears throat> so both Bayonetta and Vanquish on yeah. PS4 and the same thing, 25 to 30 depending on if you get it used or new, which isn't bad. Nice. So, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I'm considering that one because that might be a collector's, but I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, anything else you saw deals-wise, sales-wise? Um, yeah, there was a lot of stuff in the eShop. Again, I don't know if it's still up or not, but there was like a Nidhogg deal for like five bucks or something Nidhogg's like that. Game. That's a really yeah. fun party game if you get some friends over. For sure. Great game. Lo- love it. Very chaotic. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. There was uh, There's a lot of indie deals after the indie showcase. Uh, I don't know if they're still up either, but yeah, I got like Bastion on the Switch for like a dollar yeah, or two dollars. Yeah, I've never played it, so definitely really curious to try that out. Yeah, I um, Hotline Indiana Super Massive's games, by the way. So Bastion, yeah. Transistor, Hades is coming pretty soon. Pick that one up. Hades looks really cool. Yeah. Uh, I, lo- I love the trailer, so yeah. I want to definitely see. I've actually never played an isometric RPG before, so definitely they're, curious. They're good. They're good. Yeah, and then there's Hotline Miami Collection, which I think has like one and two. Um, that was like eight bucks, and I always wanted to try that game, so that was also on the Switch. Cool. I was like, yeah, I'm stacking all these games, so I'm I'll probably play them in the next couple of years, I'm sure. And uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> next time I'm on a plane or something, and yeah, there you go. It'd be a good time. Right on, right on. All yeah. right, well, let's go ahead and wrap this up. We're in an hour and a half. Jesus, I got so much editing to do. All right, <laughs> we're gonna do it though. Anyways, uh, uh, let me let me ask you, Michael, while we wrap this thing up uh, this week, what what's you feeling? What's my feeling? I'm feeling Infinity Train. 
It is an animated show done by Cartoon Network Studios. It's on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. If you have HBO Max, check it out. It's an anthology sci-fi series about a train that has different cars, and each car is a separate universe. And it's incredible. Um, each season's like a different story, but they're all kind of connected. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're also standalone, but you do have to watch it in order. But it's amazing. It's short. Episodes are 10 minutes long each, and there's 10 episodes a season. So you could do it in one or two sittings, easy peasy. Three seasons out. If you don't have HBO Max, it's 100% worth the free trial. And it is a lot darker and <laughs> more serious than I think I've ever seen any Cartoon Network produced thing ever, probably. Wow, okay. um, it's pretty, like... Including Metal I mean, Well, that's Adult Swim. Metal <laughs> yeah, not not counting Adult Swim stuff, but like Cartoon okay. Network straight. It's I, I would even go as far as to say it's really not for kids. It is, but it's like kind of not. But yeah, it's it's amazing. The writing is... No. Yeah, <laughs> no, we don't talk about that. That's also Adult Swim. Yeah, but yeah, the writing's incredible. The story's amazing because the pilot came out like 2016, hmm. and like I've been following it since then. It like blew up um, after the pilot released, and like cool. it exceeded my expectations. I was just I'm so happy it came out exactly how I wanted it. It's just so good. Wow, you sold um, me. I'm gonna check it yeah. out immediately. Wow, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. That sounds awesome. That yeah. reminds me of the video you did. Too many Norts. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I was very proud of that one. I hope you plug your YouTube channel because I want people to see that. Too many Norts. <laughs> yeah, if, if you're if you're a Kingdom Hearts fan, go it's look funny. up Too Many yeah. Norts on YouTube. It's very short. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for giving that to the world. Well, um, th- this week, what I am feeling, uh, we were talking about you know Hyrule Warriors and Warriors games in general. There was this YouTube channel called Gamesbrained. No, no, I think it was called Shanebrained, and then he changed it to Gamesbrained. Just some dude's channel. He's he did a lot of review videos, like oh today I'm checking out uh, Hyrule Warriors or I'm checking out you know whatever. But he did so many Warriors titles and got so in depth with them and did like you know character FAQs. He decided to start a side a side channel called Warriors Dojo. And if you're Great. into Warriors games, I would highly recommend it. And if you ever, you know, you're, you yourself, Michael, if you plan to go back to Hyrule Warriors and you have particular mm-hmm. characters you like to play or maybe some that you liked but couldn't really figure them out, check this guy's channel out. He does such a good job breaking down the different attacks and the strategies behind those attacks. And the thing is, with some of these Warrior games, especially Hyrule Warriors, I think that's like the, the bigger culprit, there's yeah. so many there's so much nuance to the combat they don't explain yeah yeah and there's a lot of depth and coolness to some of the techniques the example i gave you is like Sheik can make herself like a water shield that automatically blocks four hearts of damage before it depletes right which is really helpful yeah, or um for young link when he turns into fierce deity how you can actually keep him in fierce deity mode indefinitely with a certain character build or the way that you kind of build him. Oh, up. wow. Yeah, so like he becomes like a, a, a absolute monster. And yeah, he ranks cool. all the characters too, so you can tell you which ones are really bad or hard to use or which ones are hard to use, but if you know how to use them, like Lana with her magic gate and how she can control different boss monsters, how you can actually get that to work for you mm-hmm. really well. So I think for those who are looking to really up their Warriors game or kind of get into Hyrule Warriors or Fire Emblem Warriors or Dynasty Warriors on a deeper level, check that guy out. I, I don't think you'd be disappointed. So 
Dope. Right on. All right. Well, so Michael, let me ask you if the people are liking what they hear and they want to hear more, they want to try to go out there on the interwebs and find you. Where where can they locate you at? Uh, yeah, subscribe to my OnlyFans, you know what I'm saying? Uh, no. <laughs> no, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Michael X Williams, and Michael spelled M-Y-K-A-L, mm-hmm. X Williams. Uh, I talk about game stuff a lot, talk about cartoon stuff a lot, and uh, just random nonsense. And I also have a YouTube channel, I'm also the same name, Michael Williams, M-Y-K-A-L. Um, I talk about gaming stuff. It's been a while. I don't upload there a lot. I'll be I'll be completely honest. <laughs> but uh you have there is solid, though. Yeah, oh, thank you, thank videos, you. Yeah. Yeah, if you like Kingdom Hearts and Smash, that's like the bulk of it. A couple of little Pokemon sprinkled in there, but yeah, hopefully I can make some stuff again soon. But it'll it'll probably be pretty sporadic. Um, I'd love to get back into streaming at some point. Yeah, again, that same remix name, that you but, did yeah. of uh, that remix you did of Punch Out was dope. Was oh, thank you. There? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love still that up. Song. Yeah, I got some remixes on here too. I like stop doing remixes on YouTube, but yeah, I have some video game remixes, mostly Nintendo stuff. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Um, you got a website too, right? Yeah, that, that, the website just kind of links to everything. So, yeah, I guess you could just go to <laughs> michaelwilliams.com and then it just shows you all the links to all That'll the take things. You everywhere else. Cool. Michaelwilliams.com. Yeah. Got it. All yep. Right. Well, if you like it, what you're hearing on my side, you want to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at MikePetersonAL, my YouTube channel, MC Paper Stacks Plays, where I dub all my Twitch streams when they go away from Twitch forever. But if you want to watch Twitch live, I'm twitching. Almost every day of the week. You get Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays. I'm doing my main game right now. It's Last of Us Part 2. Uh, Mondays, we're doing Brawlers. We're running through Dynasty Warriors right now. Fridays, is Horror Games. You can find me at twitch.tv slash mcpaperstacks. And uh, future uploads and the actual hub of this podcast, you can locate every Sunday we're going to have a new episode. And the hub is anchor.fm slash player2 is under the pod. Uh, you can locate us on any other major platform pretty much where podcasts are located breaker google podcast overcast pocketcast radio public apple podcast and spotify if you have any questions stream suggestions you want to do a shout out you you hate the show and want to tell me all about it whatever <laughs> you can email me at mcpaperstacks at gmail.com if you're on facebook and you want to join a facebook gamers group i run one of those as well facebook.com slash group slash indie gamers that is our Ooh. show that is our show, and I'd like to appreciate you uh, coming out and listening to us. And thank you directly, sir, Michael, once again, for stopping oh, by. Oh, yes. And, yeah, no uh, problem. Thanks for having me, man. And doing, doing what you can to fill the uh, the void in my heart that was left <laughs> by, by Derek's absence today. Miss you, Derek. But, uh, I miss you, Derek. We, we did record a spoiler <laughs> cast for Ghost of Tsushima recently. So Derek and I are talking about Ghost of Tsushima, spoiling the shit out of it. I'll probably upload that this wednesday or thursday so be on the lookout for it and of course i'll tweet out about it once it is up that's all we have we'll see you guys next week have a good one bye-bye bye guys